Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 to get 20 20, to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erio's original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Aftermath. Today, we have a special mailbag episode. We're discussing all of your emails, all of your comments, all of your messages, all of your phone calls. Just kidding. People are not calling in, but that's not what we're here. Today with us, uh, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Alarmy. And fact checker Chris Smith. I've gotten three phone calls today, personally. <laughs> but you're not talking about those. No, we From, love when people call in and leave us voicemails with their thoughts. But that's not what we have today. So let's not dwell on it. Okay. No, Sorry. but if you did want to call in, uh, you can reach us at the Erios hotline, which is 626 <laughs> 604 Six, six two, two six two. two. Of course, Should've... that number is also in the show notes. Mm. Now, <laughs> <laughs> today we're—it's the day. Uh, we got to be honest. It's election day. I know you're listening to this 
uh, probably on Honey. the 21st. But today for us, it's Honey. a fact checker. Fact news. checker. I got bad news for you. As the fact checker, I got a butt in here. It's not election day. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Inauguration day. Inauguration day. <laughs> Thank God it's not election day. That was one of the most stressful days of my that life. Was, oh yeah. Really no, no, no. Inauguration. How dare I? How dare I uh, confuse that with one of the worst weeks ever? Uh, but uh, no, it's inauguration. We're happy. We loved it. Uh, God bless JLo and are the new administration and the new administration. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wish them luck. Godspeed. <laughs> and stay alarmed. Stay alarmed, stay alarmed, administration, please. Yes. And I, I just want to plug our upcoming episode, the election of 1876. I've already started my research for it. And it, if there's ever been a reason to uh, stay alarmed, or or if there's ever been inspiration to stay alarmed, you're going to want to listen to this episode because so many things could have been different right now. We could be in a totally different kind of country. Um, so, you know, check, check back in next week. We're going to learn more about that. It's going to be fun. Now, I have two uh, recommendations for the alarmy that I think, and you too, I don't know if you've seen the, this either, um, but I, two movies I watched uh, basically back to back and they were a great alarmist double feature. <laughs> so one was called Assassins and that is all about the execution of Kim Jong-un's uh, half-brother that ha- took place in Malaysia by these two young women who were duped into it because North Koreans made them think they were on a game show. Wow. I've- and we have got to do this as an episode because there is it's the craziest, most heart-wrenching documentary. You feel so bad for these two women. Um, it's just, it's insane. Wow. Put that on the list. Put it on. <laughs> yes. Somebody's um, got, someone has a list, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, we, there's a list. I'll, Someone, I'll someone's it got it, it. Yeah, you put it on. <laughs> uh, okay, so then uh, to pair with that, there uh-huh. is a documentary out right now called The Dissident, who's all about, um, which is about the assassination, the political assassination of Jamal Khashoggi, who was the Saudi Arabian journalist who... Um, was working in America for the Washington Post and then was, as most people have heard of, was brutally killed yes. and butchered in the embassy, the Saudi embassy in Turkey. So and that's so sad. It was so sad and justice has not been served. Maybe with yeah. this new administration, something will happen. But that is also would be a really fascinating episode. Yes, we definitely need to do that. You know what breaks my heart about that one is that I I remember reading that he went to the embassy because he wanted to get a marriage uh, certificate. Yeah, and his fiance was waiting for him outside because, yeah. I can't, I can't. What's the the opposite of a romantic comedy? Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) The dissident is what it is. Okay, we got it. Good, those are really good recommendations. We have to put them on the list. Yes. Uh, now, do do we have any housekeeping to do before we get started with these emails? Because we have a lot to discuss. People okay, have been just, writing in. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And just I will say, I also want to give the alarmy the big clap because we've gotten some great new reviews. Ooh. And I will just read one of them. Let's see. 
Um, current favorite podcasts from Now Miller. I listen while I drive, do laundry, paint, etc. And some days I will listen to like five episodes because I can't get enough. I love the true crime vibes mixed with the humor and all of the personalities on the show, especially Rebecca's. Oh! <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Even when talking about events that I wouldn't normally be interested in, I'm immediately hooked. The anxiety and attention to every little detail is very relatable, as well as someone who also overthinks everything and looks for the worst case scenario. So grateful to have found this podcast. Hmm. Well, isn't that nice? And look, we don't have to pick favorites, but it is nice when you're the favorite. It's, I'm just saying. It's not something you have to put on, on the review, but... No, no, no. And we don't want to start encouraging No, that. And, no, and, no, and no. Nobody no. here is keeping count of no, how many No, only Amanda had one before. But um, yeah, no, we're not keeping count. No, I mean, we wouldn't be that petty. I, I don't keep no, counting. No, no, no. Amanda and I are 1-1 one, one and you're 0. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to actually go through all of them from the from the very first review, and we'll do a little tally on that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, nice. But in addition to, yes, it's very nice. In addition to leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, uh, there's a few other ways you can support the podcast. One is by purchasing some of our merch. You can go to erios.net, linked in the show notes. Uh, go to the Alarmist shop. We've got some really cool merch. You can also give us a one-time donation. We put our episodes out for free. Uh, we don't have a Patreon or anything like that. So if you want to give us a one-time $5, $10 tip, you can go to the supporter feature, which is linked in the show notes. Mm. One other way you can support us is to tell your friends about the show. Mm. That always helps. And we really appreciate it when the Alarmy posts about us on their social media and tags our social handles. That is really the best way for us to build our audiences through word of mouth. So, okay, I'll shut up now. (laughs) Now, Amanda, does the, does the digital tip jar work like a diner chip tip jar where, you know, the trick is you put, your own dollar in there and that that mm. people see it and then they start throwing money in so if should i go and give us a tip as a way <laughs> no so it doesn't people- work that way <laughs> but you know what i thought you were gonna say chris i thought you were gonna say does it work like you know when you give someone a tip at a restaurant like um What's that old-fashioned diner? I forget what it's called. Not like Ruby's or something. And then the whole staff goes like, woo, tip. Oh, oh, they yes, all, yes. They have to do a dance. Yeah, uh, they all they, clap. They, they did that at Cold Stone Creamery. When yeah, I, when, but yes. when they're, they're dressed as in the 50s. What no, the heck? That's called, uh, that place is called uh, Ruby Tuesdays? No, no, no. No, uh, people are screaming it, I'm it's sure. It's not Fud Rucker. It's Johnny Rockets. Johnny Rockets. Rocket. Yeah, and they have to do like a shake. Cherry, cherry baby, cherry. Like every time you give them a dollar, yeah. which is okay. So let me just shout out some of these people on supporter who've done this, and you guys do a little uh, cheer okay, for them. We'll do okay. a little. Uh, okay, we'll, okay. okay uh, we got ten dollars from Curly Torrance. Boom, boom, boom. Talk like a baby. We got twenty five dollars from someone called Northern Alarmy. For the longest, for the, the longest time. A whopping $50 from Jay Cohen. And wow. I would do anything for love. I've got, um, I'll start, stop saying the, how much people gave, because actually I feel like that's <laughs> embarrassing. But Adam, Vic, Alex, 
uh, anonymous. Did I say Lacey? Evan. All, we should wait till they're all done, and then I'll do a I'll do row 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 your boat at the end of it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So those I'm, are just a couple. So I can't go back and do them all, but we appreciate. That's really it. nice. Well, thank you. You guys get the big clap for this episode. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And it's also like funny because like I haven't. I didn't know about that money. And like, how are we distributing that? Like, is there a fact checker? No, there's no or? fact checker fund. I'm sorry. Is there like we, a percentage? We should get paying you. We, we should get, I guess, because you guys are married. I just assume anything Rebecca gets, you get, you know, whatever. Well, she, yeah, we don't, she insists well, on having separate bank accounts. And <laughs> I actually, I, and I don't even know, know her. about my finances. And I don't know her. She's got a safe and I don't know what yeah, the, I, what the I, lock We have separate is. safes. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot. You don't trust banks. So you keep everything. So, okay. Well, thank you so much for everyone who donated and has written really nice reviews about us. It really means a lot to us and it, it really helps us grow. Um, so thank you. And thank you to all the people who have written in. We have a message. This was from our Discord page. Biker Che. And they said, go, they're talking about Heaven's Gate in this comment. Going along with the conspir- conspiratorial thinking and Chris's discussion of people not believing fact, I think what this comes down to is a straight-up lack of media literacy. People mm. don't understand, especially in this era of so many media outlets, how to interpret and analyze the media that they are consuming. What do you think about that? I love that uh, observation. I think it's totally true. I think people, uh, I think the media relies on the fact that people do not have that capability. And so they just do these, they just say and do whatever they want. It's a constant 24 hour news cycle. And I think there's something there. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think there should be like a media curator who, or a media interpreter position? Mm. Something that is like, maybe you put over your TV, like a sock or something that <laughs> t- takes news and sort of actually d- distills it down to what the actual facts I are. I guess we could have a, a media, an understanding the media class in college. I feel like that would be a, a useful uh, and, and, and a tool, just like I think also like under like uh, figuring out your finances uh, class yeah. in college would actually be really good. And like how to um, how to how to pay your taxes class. In college. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, how boring, though. Yeah, <laughs> but like how useful. I mean, yeah. boring but useful. <laughs> also, like how to clean your shower. <laughs> no one taught me that. And I Amanda. still don't really know how. Amanda, what I'll come over using? and You're help. You're not using bleach? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just not going to be cleaned. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, when you know, the you pandemic don't use, is over, that's the first thing you I'm know, doing. You, you, you don't use shampoo, right? You don't, <laughs> it's not like hair. It's not the, hair. The, I also need crowd. to take a, cl- a course in how to clean the lid of my Instant Pot. <laughs> that also does not add up to that me. yeah <laughs> yeah they should those things should come with like a specific cloth that yeah you use. that's not fair that's not fair but uh yeah I, I i think there's something to be done with there's a lot of stuff we don't know how to do and we're all it's all moving so fast so 
the the media has definitely had an advantage, I guess. You know, we well, need to. We definitely need to do something. We well, need to do a lot something. Of, there's a lot of bias in media, and that's mm-hmm. why I try to just watch a few trusted sources. Like I, I read my newspaper. We watch um, Lester Holt on the nightly news. Mm-hmm. Like I try to stay away from cable news because it is, even though it's biased in the direction that I agree with, it's still just so clearly biased. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah. it, but not everyone realizes that mm-hmm. right. I you think know what a I, lot of people do but not everyone well we're currently in Montreal Montreal oh God it, can you, every time he Canada. says that I want to kill <laughs> kill murder I just want to murder just murder so, anyone we're, we're here in Canada and we were watching CBC which Canadian I guess news and they were covering the inauguration and it's interesting to watch international news about America because there is a certain level of investment they're not as invested as maybe some of the other news networks in <laughs> yeah in, it was true it was like they were like and that is uh amy klobuchar and she is a very important person there yes <laughs> like that they, had, they had no clue <laughs> no i mean i they know they know way more than if i was if i was narrating the inauguration of another country Oh, like yeah. I, I would sound like a, a fool. I would sound like a fool. But to, so they to, know a lot. To your point, Amanda, and to the point of the of our alarmy member who wrote in with this, um, I think that there are trusted there are news sources and and challenge the news sources. You know, follow up on what you're hearing about and and the facts are out there. And and if you feel like you're being lied to, you know, move on to another source. I I go through I go through uh, PBS and. Uh, and NPR. I, mm. That's how I get mm. my news. Yeah. And, and, really... and then, you know, like select Twitter follow follows. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this comes down to just critical thinking, which I think is. That's another class. That's, that's another a, class that's a they very teach. important yeah. skill to have. <laughs> Put that in your uh, curriculum, college, university, college and universities around the world. Um, now we also got a if message. You have a good, if you have a good podcast, you don't need any critical. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a cool voice no, no. and a funny no, perspective. Otherwise, look, we do need critical thing. We've gotten so many emails and you're going to, uh, uh, read about them and, and they, they do challenge us. Um, not, not this next, uh, submission that we got (laughs) from Jill T. Jill T writes, I enjoyed your recent episode on the massacre at Taliesin. I very recently went on a tour of the Robbie house in Chicago, which was designed by Franklin, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright during the hour long guided tour. Frank Lloyd Wright's past and family were discussed, but zero mention of him leaving his wife and the events of Taliesin. I feel robbed, especially after dropping coin in the gift shop. Sometimes a podcast is more informative than a tour. Thanks for educating me beyond the uh, Frank Lloyd Wright expert. Happy New Year. So that, that you know, sometimes these, uh, you know, tour guides, they don't want to get into the really salacious good stuff. Because they, they know they that's wanna... what everyone would want to ask questions on. They'd be like, sorry, did you just say his whole family was murdered? <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, we're trying to tell you about his architecture. Right. <laughs> right. It's like how we were when someone mentioned it. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you, Jill T., for that uh, nice compliment. Now, speaking of Frank Lloyd Wright, we actually got an email from 
one of his descendants what? who listens to our podcast. What? <laughs> what? Oh, no. This is both so exciting and also our worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm nervous. Okay. So this email is from Lloyd Nadoff. I hope I'm saying that right. N-A-T-O-F. Natoff. Nadoff. Um, and Lloyd writes... Uh, uh, Rebecca, I enjoy your podcast regularly, and I'm writing as a descendant of Wright to offer a few comments on the episode uh, on the massacre at Taliesin. And then he he gives me a bunch of bullet points. First, uh, Wright died at age 91, not 92. (laughs) So... Apologies. Noted. Noted. Uh, noted. Uh, I would like to state that correction. I must have said 92. In all fairness, it was two months, two months before his 92nd birthday. Um, now, Wright, he also writes, Wright is known for a lot more than the prairie style, which lasted only 10 years of a 70 plus year career. He went on to design many famous buildings in other styles. So uh, I think, you know, what Lloyd is uh, wanting to say is that we, we kind of focused on the, his prairie style. Uh, but we did talk about a few other buildings that he had um, that he had designed that are not in the prairie style. Um, but uh, I guess I, I went on. Uh, he's also famous for other styles. I went on mymove.com, which said that he is widely known for four styles of building. He conceived the prairie style, which was born out of the belief that we needed fewer larger rooms, which flowed more easily. His antithesis to the rigid Victorian era architecture. From there, the textile style was born, which led way to the organic style and then the Usonian style. Hmm. His belief that buildings uh, should be made from land and benefit the land inspired most of his work. These beliefs, avant-garde for his time, are still practiced and revered today. I see. So, like, um, some of the houses, when I think of Frank Lloyd Wright, that I really are iconic um what's the one the falling water or something Uh, that that would be organic right because it's all Uh, kind of built into the landscape yes i believe so yes that sounds right yeah Yeah. oh god Um, we're gonna get another email (laughs) 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 no please keep them coming okay so okay so lloyd goes on and he says uh perimeter heating is not a notable characteristic of wright's work or the prairie style I guess I said that he was known for perimeter heating. Uh, This is an odd descriptor. In fact, almost all residential buildings had radiators, which were placed under windows, which would be on the perimeter of the building. Radiant or underfloor heating is a right innovation, but that came later, post-prairie. So I must have, I definitely got that wrong. Definitely misunderstood that engineering feature. Um, So thank you for the clarification. Now, uh, he goes on to say, Wright was a poor father and acknowledged it, and certainly a poor husband to his first wife, but not an awful person. He maintained a long relationship with a large group of people, had many repeat clients. People loved working with him, and there are many books by his apprentices describing rich and entertaining experiences living and working at both at both Taliesin's. It is easy to call Wright a narcissist and a terrible person. However, the historical record doesn't support it, and bearing down on these assertions the way you did is not fair. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I guess, um, 
it is kind of nebulous territory we're, we're, we're going into because we're talking about opinions. We're talking about, you know, do I think you're a terrible person or, or you know, whatever. Um, but I, I do think that just because someone has repeat clients doesn't not make them a terrible person. It just makes them a good at their job, right? Um, in some cases, so good that they might be willing to overlook his personality, right? Um, but also, I, I take your point that his apprentices really liked him um, and they said nice things about him. Um, but just because his apprentices said that, you know, stayed at their job and chose to work for right doesn't really make him a non-terrible person either. I mean, they had a lot to gain by working under him, you know, like prestige and fortune and whatever. And also my gut tells me that they, I mean, I don't know. I didn't read a lot of, of, of uh, you know, I just knew a few of the names that were working under him. And most of them were probably white men. And I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that, you know, he might write, might have been nicer to white men who showed an adoration for him. Um, <laughs> right. And this is what he's claiming that is documented. I don't know. For me, my sign of, for me, a deciding factor in whether I think someone is a terrible person or a good person or whatever is how they treat people who are technically below them on the social hierarchy. Um, and especially in that time period, women and minorities were definitely, you know, but at the end of the day, it's an opinion. So uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that he was a terrible person. I should have said that maybe I wouldn't have liked him. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, definitely. Either way, a complicated figure. Um, and of course, when we do these episodes, we're focusing in on a, a like the worst part of someone's life, typically. So right. and like a lot of complicated figures, they can be both loved and terrible. <laughs> depending on who it's, you ask. Yes, it's, it's not all black and white. There's yeah. a lot of uh, in between. We certainly contain multitudes. And like a Frank Lloyd House, like a Frank Lloyd Wright House, we have lots of stories and steps and entrances and exits, windows. <laughs> oh, God. And even... <laughs> I a, need to stop And you. a lot of us have a tough roof that it's hard to... <laughs> that... that and perimeter heating, right? But Whisks away rain and, <laughs> and, and perimeter heating. Um, but he does go on to say, Chris, you'll, you'll like this. He says, nice observation that the Guggenheim offers a digestible amount of, displ- uh, of display space. I've never thought of it that way. So I'm pretty sure that was you, Chris, who said mm-hmm. that. Um, and then he does say that there are many things that you got right, and I even learned a detail or two. <laughs> it was interesting hearing a younger generation's take um, at a distance on this event. So thank you so much, uh, Lloyd, for writing in and giving us your insight. I, I, re- I actually responded to, to Lloyd, you know, thanking him, saying that we were going to talk about it. And he wrote back with another correction. Uh, he must have re-listened to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> thank, yes, and thank you so much, Lloyd. We appreciate your feedback. And also, it's just nice to be called a younger generation <laughs> rel- relative to someone or anyone uh, these days. Uh, I, no, but you know what? This is what we're all about. We're, we're all about 
talking we're ta- we we say something then someone says another thing and we talk about it <laughs> it's a it's a dialogue and i actually find yeah. this really thrilling that a descendant of our subject wrote in and listened to the episode i mean i think that's really cool so yeah thank yeah, you lloyd so uh amanda would you like to uh read uh, yes I, 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 we got another email from deputy chris oh amazing okay let me let me find this here. Okay, great. So, um, where is this email from Deputy it's Chris? Right here. Hey, Blaine. Command. Oh, yes. Okay, this comes in from Deputy Chris. Um, I know you mean well, and I was very excited to see Rebecca finally get her white whale. However, in your rush, okay, this is a, must be about our this last Tuesday's episode, which of yes. course is about the factory fire. Um, the, the garment collapse. The garment, garment collapse. <laughs> oh, that's right. The garment collapse yeah. um, in DACA, yeah. uh, 2013. I know you mean well, but and I was very excited to see Rebecca finally got her white whale. However, in your rush to get the fashion industry and while folding things into other things to clear the board, you folded, you folded consumers into the fashion industry. The majority of people on earth are consumers, so it is pretty tight on room and bed spaces in the alarmist jail. In honor of the pardons just issued by President parasite <laughs> there needs to be one more pardon i think you can pardon consumers without freeing the fashion industry as deputy i used to come and go as i please but now i'm stuck in here with a billion or so people <laughs> on the plus side only used to be one spice girl on here there only seems to be one spice girl in here yeah That's there only what... used to be one spice girl uh, yes yeah. um yours no. in alarm deputy chris <laughs> P.S. Male hubris is working on another tunnel. Oh, this is a great email. And he's he's right. What do you he's think? Right. I think he's right. I mean, I think the reason why I think he's right and the reason why I'm willing to pardon us as consumers is like we talked about. I think we have been conditioned for a long time by the fashion industry to, you know, consume, consume, consume. So in a way... Uh, you know, it is our fault for mindlessly kind of going about our consumerism. But now that we know, we have the opportunity to make change and to change how we consume. So your consumers, I, I think they deserve a second chance. Now that you know. Okay, Deputy Chris, go free. <laughs> Well done, Deputy Chris. I mean, we could also just tell him to share blankets and bunk up together, right? I mean, like, it's a lot of people I know, but, like, we did pay for that whole other wing of the <laughs> alarmist jail, yeah. and it's like... Now we just have a bunch of space, now that everyone's gone. <laughs> I was thinking about that, though. Like, how do, how do pardons work? Is there, like, a knock on the door, and it's like a, 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 a jail guard that's like... Uh, Amanda, yeah, you're out. You're like, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, you've been pardoned. Pardoned. You probably like, get an email these days, uh, right? <laughs> with tech, with technology. I just think it's a knock at the door from a guard. They're like, grab your stuff. You're you're good to go. Now, I don't, they don't really even have doors in prisons. It's kind of just bars. Oh, right. <laughs> so True. I think it's just a, hey, kid, grab your grab your backpack and get, get your stuff. The door's <laughs> unlocked. <a> like. <laughs> get your knapsack. Get your, your knapsack. <laughs> um, now, speaking of this uh, factory uh, 
collapse, the garment factory collapse. We got a few emails right after, like right away, where there was apparently a huge oversight. Oh. Now, Dagen, Dagen Descharmes, God, I said that wrong. And Brett Gable wrote in, uh, and a few other people wrote in, actually. Um, Huge oversight in the Rana Plaza episode. Joe Fresh did not die or go out of business. They're still huge in Canada. They are the exclusive provider for Loblaws, one of the largest Canadian grocery chains with hundreds, maybe thousands of connected stores. They are pillars of the disposable clothing scene. Further, you guys mentioned how Shark Tank was related to fashion. Joe Fresh's founder was on Dragon's Den, the Canadian version of Shark Tank, for years as a dragon. Dragon's Den, that's so funny. (laughs) Uh, He could often be seen weighing the pros and cons of fashion pitches that were trend-based rather than products built on quality. Wow. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We should have put Joe Fresh. Joe Fresh up on the board. I know we should have. Or, I mean, we could slap it, but. It's it's doubly bad that we got that wrong because we are currently in Montreal. Oh, Chris, you need and to stop. Don't you dare go on a Joe Fresh buying spree. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're literally right here. Like we can go there. If, if you we come want back to. to America, dress head to toe and Joe Fresh, you're not going to be <laughs> let back in the country. No. They'll never know. It'll be in our bags that we won't carry on. No, we're we're so, not buying any new clothing ever again. Only secondhand. Actually, yeah. Like Rebecca and I had a long conversation about this after that episode, and we were just like, "There's really no reason to buy from fast fashion clothing outlets." And really, like, what do we need new clothes for? Like, you don't need them. Yeah, I we know. We could just buy secondhand or borrow or share clothes i don't know like just don't buy fucking like you Amanda, don't need the new clothes don't throw out any of your clothes okay yeah, okay i'm gonna some. save i'll save them for you i think all, the only thing you can really justify is like a new pair of jeans every five years right yeah because you lose the stretch yeah and some shoes maybe you need to buy some new running shoes right. every you know that, year or something yeah that is bad for your feet old running shoes are bad for your feet yeah Okay, um, and finally, uh, we also got an email from the the dad of one of our uh, listeners, uh, Jonathan. He referred me to uh, his dad, who is an expert on the uh, Swiss. Well, he's uh, you know, it's hard to explain what he does, but he he, he explains what he does here, but it. it He's in charge of making sure things don't go wrong, essentially. So if listeners Um, remember, we brought up the Swiss cheese effect. Which episode was that? It was for New Year's Eve for uh, 2020. 2020. Okay, yes. And so then on the tail of that episode, a listener wrote in and said, hey, if you want an expert on the Swiss cheese effect, talk to my dad. Pretty much, yeah. Um, So he he wrote in, he he said, good morning, Miss Smith. So he's very formal. Uh, my son Jonathan referred me to your podcast that focuses on discussions about casualties of serious incidents, <laughs> often with a humorous twist, and the uh, compendium of contributing factors that result in failures. I have some background on this area of analysis, so he thought I should write to you. Though my destructive and often fatal incidents occurring in a range of industries are commonly attributed to the actions or inactions on one or more individuals, the fact is that major flaws in systems and processes processes are more commonly create the complex casual calculus that leads to harm. <laughs> causal ca- calculus. Causal. Oh, oh, puzzle ca- calculus. Ca- causal. Oh, causal. I said casual. <laughs> it's just, it's a U. This it's is a riddle. This is a hard, a hard yeah, read. This is, Thank this you. This is Amanda. tough. He's using uh, alliteration here. Yes. yes. Um, individuals commonly make mistakes in part because the system they work in or with are complex and insufficiently designed to mitigate risk and harm. They also make mistakes because of a range of recognized and unrecognized human factors that lead to mistakes. There are, of course, individuals who are poorly trained or not current or simply do not pay attention to details or do not ask for help or are simply having a bad day. Humans are complex entities, even more complex than the systems and processes of industries. And then he put a link to uh, 
James Reason's Swiss cheese model of accident causation and prevention. Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, which mm-hmm. is a, a simple metaphor serving uh, as a useful tool for understanding casualty. Now, uh, I believe this was... Causality. <laughs> Sorry, casualty. Oh my God, causality. <laughs> um, okay, so this is James Reason. And the Swiss, it says, the Swiss cheese's model compares human system to Swiss cheese slices. The slices are piled together with one another. Basically, it was founded in 1990 by James T. Reason, a British psychologist of University of Manchester. The model gained wide acceptance and has been used by healthcare industry, emergency service organizations, aviation industry, and safety industry since it was developed. It is also known as cumulative, cumulative act effect. Oh, that's interesting. According to a survey, in most of the cases... There can be four levels of failure for an accident. Unsafe supervision, unsafe act of themselves, organizational influence, and preconditions for unsafe acts. James T. Reason, in his Swiss cheese model, developed defenses of organization against the failure. So he developed defenses. Um, and represented barriers as slices of Swiss cheese. An individual weakness are, uh, and individual weaknesses are shown by the holes in the slices as part of the system. And all the holes are different in position and sizes in those slices. The failure of the system occurs when holes in slices simultaneously align in aggregate giving permission, as James Reason said, to a trajectory of accident opportunity so that in all the defenses, Jeopardy passes through all holes, which causes failure. Wow, interesting. So there is an element of like chance too, which reminds me of a a series of systematic failures, which is another (laughs) keyword we use sometimes. Yes. (laughs) Right. And so it would be like another sort of metaphor would be like if the fact checker weren't just Chris, it was because sometimes Chris is cranky, sometimes Chris is hungry, sometimes Chris is distracted. But if there were like nine Chris's, then one can be cranky, one can be distracted, one can be hungry. But because there's so many, it would prevent the causality. (laughs) The Jeopardy from getting through all of the holes in the Swiss cheese. Well, right. And the, stack, more, the more layers the you have, the more layers the more you have. The more layers you have, yes. the harder it is for something to get through it. Exactly. And so I'm actually imagining a huge stack of Swiss cheese and a bunch of people sort of walking around on top, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're like walking over the holes, but they're not falling in because... Um, the holes, there's another slice to protect them. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, slices align, the holes align, and then someone falls right through the Swiss cheese and mm-hmm. into like um, a vat of boiling water. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. And so this is, I understand now. And who brought up the Swiss cheese effect? Rebecca, was that something you... Uh, term you I've uh, yeah I I learned about the Swiss cheese effect during the Amelia Earhart uh my research for Amelia Earhart Mm. because they they and and 
like like uh, this is from Daniel Cohen, this email. And it, this is I'm telling you, this is just an excerpt of the email that he sent me. Wow. Um, it is a wealth of knowledge. He really mm. took his time. I, I got to thank him. Well, we'll have to have um, him on as a guest expert when we find the right yes. episode. But like you said, this is apparently very common in aviation. They use this a lot, which makes a lot of sense because the stakes are so high mm. uh, when you're flying on an airplane. You really don't want anything to go wrong. Right. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, so, yeah. So those are the emails we have gotten so far. I got to thank everyone who wrote in. Um, uh, you see, like, get, literally give us your opinion. We, we want to discuss everyone's opinion. Um, so thank you. Great. Right? I mean, like, right? It's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Um, we love you, the alarmy. Please, <laughs> nice, Chris. if you, you know, uh, what I was thinking about. Well, this is probably not. This is probably too much of a tangent. Why, why don't you save it for when we're not at the end of an episode? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we should wrap it up. Well, Cl- cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll discuss this. What was on Chris thinking the at next the end of bag. the aftermath? <laughs> Yeah, write in and let us know what you think Chris was thinking. (laughs) Um, No, but seriously, uh, thank you so much. And tune in next week. We are discussing the election of 1876. I can't wait, people. I can't wait. Powered by ACAST.